Hey there, have you ever heard the expression that you want to become a real estate entrepreneur? What the heck does that mean? What is an entrepreneur? What is a real estate entrepreneur? How do we take our real estate investing and turn it from a hobby into an actual business? Well, our guest here today, Dustin Heiner, is going to be talking with us about that because he's done exactly that. And if you're watching this episode on our YouTube channel, you're seeing that he's got this good-looking guy. He's got a T-shirt on that says "Successfully Unemployed." I love that term. So, Dustin, welcome to the show. Hey, Dave. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, I am a real estate investor. That's literally what I do, mm-hmm. and it's real estate's fantastic. But it's what it affords me to do in my life to have freedom. Like I literally don't have to work for somebody else. I'm successfully unemployed. I wake up, go to the gym, hang out with my family, come on podcasts, and talk to great people like you. So, I really appreciate you having me on. Well, Dustin is a very successful real estate entrepreneur, real estate investment business owner. Let's put it that way as well. We're going to be talking about that here today. But Dustin's been in the game for a while. He's successfully unemployed thanks to his portfolio. He teaches other people about this. He's written books about it. He's got an amazing podcast about it. We're going to have all the details there. You also have it all in the show notes. so You can check everything out there. So Dustin, let's just dive right in here. So what is your definition? of having a real estate investing business. What does that mean to you? What it means is not what the quote unquote gurus would tell you. Like when I first started investing, it's back in 2006. And I listened to gurus. I went to one of those late night infomercials, say, hey, we're coming to your town. Yeah, me too, man. It's it's all a sales pitch to get more money out of you. It was horrible. So it's not what they tell you. This is what it looks like when you're going to start a business. Now, When you're going to run a business, you're going to make sure you have everything that you need in order to make sure that your product is available for your customers. Now, when you're running a business in real estate, the gurus will tell you, you buy one property and that property is your business. No, 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 no. We are investors and we create a business that owns inventory. I'll give you a quick analogy what that means, like what it looks like. If you're going to start a convenience store, you know, candy bars and soda machines and all that good stuff. Well, you're not going to sign a lease on a location, open the doors and set a box of candy bars in there on the ground. No, you go out of business in two seconds. Mm -hmm. What you would do is you would build the business first. You get the gondolas, those are shelving units that you put all candy bars on, the countertops, the cold storage, the bank accounts, cash registers, insurance, employees, all of that inside of your business. You'd build the business first and then you would buy the inventory. Same thing with real estate investing. What we do is we build the entire business so that it runs itself. I love not working because my business runs itself. And then every piece of property that I buy is a piece of inventory that I put into my business. And that is how I was able to scale my business. It's where I had 30 plus properties after about six or seven years. I was like, my goodness, I'm even though I'm making $75,000 a year at this job, my J-O-B that just overbroke job, I am losing money. So I quit and then became a full-time investor. Nice. So some folks listening to this might be going, oh my God, Dustin, that sounds complicated as hell. I've got two or three rental properties in my portfolio right now. I wouldn't say that I'm set up as a business. So did you go into it day one, having that whole structure, or did you kind of get going with the, the stuff the gurus taught you and then figure out, hey, you know what? I need to create a business around that. So it's the latter where I listened to the quote unquote gurus, spent the money, went to the seminars and it was horrible. But what they did was they told me, this is the wrong way. I'll quickly go over the wrong way. Forget it. As soon as I tell you, 
They say, find a property anywhere in the country, run the numbers, which means calculate your expenses, make sure you can rent it for a little bit more than that, 150, maybe like $100 or $50. But you'll get appreciation, they'll tell you that. You'll get appreciation, which is you'll love. I have pause this and say, I don't invest for appreciation. I invest for cash flow and passive income. And this is generational wealth I'm giving or I'm building. And I will give these properties to my kids. So they'll say, find an area of the country, anywhere in the country, find a property, run the numbers, make sure you're making a little money, passive income. Appreciation with that, they say, now spend thousands of dollars to buy the property, then spend thousands of dollars to fix up the property, and then get a tenant in there, and then try to find a property manager. Well, in my opinion, that's just about backwards. I did that, and my property manager started stealing from me within six months. Yeah. It was horrible. But yeah, yeah. what also with me, I've always been entrepreneurial. Now, at the same time, I followed that path that we're all taught. You go to school, you get good grades. You go to college, you get good grades again, again, thousands of dollars in debt. Then 40 years later, or you get a job, a career, quote unquote, a career. And then 40 years later, you want to retire on what you managed to save. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And so a gold I watch was working. Maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> I was working that dead end job. I call it the just overbroke job. I was following that plan. And right after his quick story, I wanted to be an investor. I bought one property. It was making me money, but life gets in the way, just like it happens for all of us. My wife and I started having child after child after child. Eventually, we had our fourth child. <laughs> and I'm working at a desk job. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I'm working at a desk job, you know, IT. I'm working for the most secure job ever, working for the government in California doing IT. Those aren't going away. And with that, well, we had our fourth child, and I went on paternity leave. That's where the dad says, I'm the mom, changes poopy mm -hmm. diapers, all that good stuff. Well, on a Friday at 3.30 in the afternoon, I get a call from my boss's, boss's, boss's secretary, like the top dog. And she says, Dustin, would you please come to the office? And I said, sure. And then I hung up the phone. And then I paused for a second. I thought, my goodness, this isn't good. Like, this isn't normal. And it, I've seen plenty of movies. It's Friday at 3.30 in the afternoon. This mm. can't be good. Well, I get up and I walk down the hallway and the hallway feels like it gets longer and longer and longer. Turn the corner. And because it gets longer because my weight of everything is starting to crash down on me, I could potentially lose my job. Well, the secretary, but the boss's doors closed. The secretary looks at me, Dustin, would you please have a seat? She's trying to console me with her eyes because mm. she knows everything about what's going on. I know nothing about what's going on. Well, my hands get all clammy. My forehead gets all sweaty because I start to realize everything that I've been taught to work this job and work at this career, this is taken away from me. Did I waste my life? And then if I can't feed my family, well, I actually become a failure as a father, as a husband, a failure as a husband trying to provide for his family. Well, the door to my boss's office opens up and out walks a lady, a coworker of mine, with a piece of paper in her hands. She's noticeably distraught, noticeably upset. She's not necessarily crying, but her world's rocked. She passes by me. And my boss says, Dustin, would you please come in the office? So I get up and I go into his office and I get laid off. And remember, this is the government. Nobody gets fired or laid off from the government. But I did. And the reason why I tell the story, because I realized two things right there. Number one, I need to find another job. I was blessed to find another job in the same county, different apartment. Check. That worked out. So I got to feed my family. The second thing I realized, I need to make sure that this never, ever happens to me again. I need to make sure that nobody has the ability to take away my ability to feed my family. So yeah. what I did was I realized, I remember I wanted to be an investor, but life got in the way. Now I said, anybody asked me the question, Dustin, what do you do? Normally, I would say, I work for the county. I do IT work. Well, I'm projecting my value in myself as my job. No, my value doesn't come from my job. My value comes from my God, from myself, and from my family. From that point forward, and this is the reason why I tell you the story. From that point forward, I told everybody and told myself, 
I am an investor. It may so happen that 100% of my money comes from my job. That's my part-time job. I'm a full-time investor. I like Fast that mental forward. switch. Yeah. Oh, that's a totally changed in my mind so that now I am buying property after property after property, each one making me $250 a month in passive income that where I don't have to work. But here's the key. Remember when my property manager started stealing from me? If I didn't have the idea, because I've always been entrepreneurial in my life. So I started many businesses, like paper route, newspaper route when I was really, really young, skateboard manufacturing business, even a pizzeria. Like I've started lots of businesses. And if I would have stuck with what the guru said, they say you, you know, you buy a property and then all that sort of stuff, like that's the wrong way. The right way is to build the business. When I realized she started stealing from me, I realized I was doing it wrong. I said, let me approach it from a business mindset. People have done this before. It's had to have worked in the past. Let me approach it with a business mindset. So that's when I started building up systems and procedures and processes and hiring the experts there on the ground. So I invest all over the country. My students, we invest all over the country, every different state and cities. But the key is building the business first. And what the gurus will tell you, is the wrong way. Here's the right way. I'll give you the right way and how you do it because, you know, it sounds complicated. It's really, really not that complicated. When you think about business, business is very, very simple. It's, you can break it down now. It could be much more granular, but I'm going to break it down for you. This is how we build a business. In fact, I've done this many times and now I just share it with everybody else on my podcast and everything. It's like, so what we do is we find a city anywhere in the country. I invest in Ohio, Texas, and Arizona. Out of the 30 plus properties I own, I've literally only seen one of them before I buy it. Now I literally don't see them because I hire experts. I build a business. Let me give you a quick example of what that looks like. If you're going to have that convenience store, you're not going to build the entire business and then see somebody walking across the street and say, hey, you got a pulse. Come on in and manage my property, manage my company, manage my business, manage my money, manage my customers, manage my input. You're not going to do that you're going to interview and find the right people to run your business. Right. Same thing with real estate investing. We're going to find a city anywhere in the country that has good inventory. Here's the key. I love cookie cutter type homes. There are three bedroom, two bath, 1,200 to 1,600 square feet. These are properties that everybody either wants to buy or rent. With that, once I find a city that has a lot of inventory that I can continually buy, then I pause looking at that. I'll give you a quick note that a lot of my students would say, hey, Dustin, I found a great city, has a lot of inventory. I already have five realtors looking at properties for me. And I'm like, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. Who are you going to get to manage these properties right. if you bought them? <laughs> and they're well, single family homes because that's that's a different management company than the big multifamilies for sure. 100%. <clears throat> and if you followed like I did, like the guru said, and you go backwards and then you, you do everything, spend thousands of dollars to fix up and buy and finally try to find a property manager and say, hey, property manager, I have my property. It's number one, Happy Street. Would you manage it? They might say, and this has happened many times. No, I'm not going to manage it. I don't get <laughs> shot if I go over there. There's no way I'm going to. You right. no longer have an asset anymore. You now have a liability. Wow. That's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's run out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? Well, I want to show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. We're going to spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals 
and have helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code podcast. That's right. Discount code podcast at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. See you at the next workshop. So what we do is we look for inventory first, the right type of homes people want to buy or sell, but then that we can buy it for a low amount where we can rent it, where we make $250 or more a month in passive income from the inventory. Then we start building the business. We, We pause looking at properties. We say, we know we can build a business here. Then the next step is property managers. Now you're going to hire, and here's a tip. Anybody in any business, this is a tip. You hire slow, but fire fast. You want to hire this person in a very, very slow manner because you're interviewing them. And I suggest interviewing at least four, five, six, seven, as many property managers until you find the right one. And here's another tip. Texting is not interviewing. That doesn't count. No, emailing is not interviewing. Phone calls, talking to the person physically. Or jump on Zoom so you can see their beady little eyes. Absolutely. You want to interview them. And I suggest interview them multiple times, not just one time. And on top of that, like I even give all my students 22 questions, a list of 22 questions that you should ask and the answers of what they should answer. Here's what we look for. Communication. Can they communicate well? Can they get back to you in 24 hours or less? Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. When you're interviewing somebody and you're trying to give them your business and before they have your business, if they can't call you back within 24, 48 hours, Imagine how bad it'll be if they have your money. Like, oh man, this guy again, I have this money. I don't want to bother and hang up on you. No, we want to hire slow and fire fast. So communication is number one. With that trustworthiness, that communication will help you know if they're trustworthiness. If like you said, like you're, I can see their eyes. Like, can can I trust this person? Everybody usually has a good sense. Well, you're probably getting some references around there. You're checking out the local real estate investment clubs. And that's probably how you're getting some of this this intel. Okay, so let's say we got the, the property manager lined up. What else do we need in our business if we're investing across the country, out of state sort of thing? Property management, that's the key. Okay, great. So we got the inventory. We've got the property management. What's next? The next thing is to get even more experts. Well, first, Zillow is not an expert. Redfin, those are not experts. They're just databases, little companies that right. are online. Those are not experts. Who are the experts? Those are the people that are there on the ground that live at city or state. The next step is literally, you think, I need to know how to manage then I need to know how to buy the property. Not find, that's different. Buy mortgage brokers, mm-hmm. hard money lenders, private money lenders, commercial loans. I've even done signature loans. You go to a bank and say, hey, I'm going to sign my name on a line and you give me unsecured line of credit. I've even used credit cards. That's advanced strategy. So that we can talk so about fi- that later. Finance is the next thing that you're looking at. You're, you want your Financing, finance deep locally, ideally. Correct. Yeah. So you yeah. want to make sure that you can buy the property. So you find the inventory, then you find who can manage, then you find out how you can buy it financing the next step. And I'll, I'll jump to the end. Realtors are the last step. Okay. We don't yep. need to go to the realtors until the very, very end. The next step, I suggest insurance hmm. agents and inspectors, home inspectors. Okay. Those are Good. two people that are going to be protecting you a lot. And remember, these are the experts that literally work there, that live there, that are in the neighborhood. We don't go to these neighborhoods. It's not... There's a saying that realtors like to use. It's location, location, location. Well, that's not for us as investors. I'll never even probably visit these cities or states that these houses are in. But there are so many people that want to live in my properties. As long as I give them a good rent, you know, good yeah. rent amount, get, keep yep. up the property. 
So we have now next after the insurance and after the inspectors, what I love to find are handymen and wholesalers. Those are the next two. Handymen, they'll be able to take care of electric, small electrical work and plumbing and painting and fixing little here thing. So if you find a plumber for one thing, but there's electrical, might as well get a handyman that could do all that, save a lot right. of money. The next thing- And, and your me, property manager is not going to be taking care of that stuff for you. So it's important for you to have that. What about legal team? Correct. Are you getting legal experts in the, each local area, I would imagine as well? So your property manager- they must be up on all the legal, like when can you invict and how long, how many days after this and all that sort of well, stuff. I'm just talking about even about for the purchase. So like having a, a notary or a lawyer to help you with the purchase process if you're out of state. So the title companies or a mm -hmm. different states are different. One has title company, like a title company state. Other ones are attorney states. Mm -hmm. We have to use the attorney that does that. Those are very, very easy to find. So I wouldn't worry about Perfect. that. But to get right. to a little, to boil it down even more, to have a lawyer on your team because you might get sued. That's just a just a fact of life. You might get sued. Anybody can sue anybody. And so finding somebody and put them on your team, I would not say personally, I don't put any lawyer on retainer. At mm -hmm. least I've already talked and got the, the 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 conversation going that if I ever need anything, I would go. That's another person on the team. Another one, I love CPAs. I am horrible with math. I'm very, very bad. And it's a fact, it's, it's so bad, it like numbers flutter away out of my brain. So I hire great CPAs. But here's the awesome thing about real estate investing. If you make $250 or more in passive income from every single property, that is $3,000 a year without working from one property. 10 properties, it's $2,500 a month. $30,000 a year without working. 20 properties is $5,000 a month. $60,000 a year without working. You just keep scaling it from there. Eventually, I had 30 plus properties. They're like, man, nice. I'm losing money. Let me start, Let me quit and now mm -hmm. keep building my business. And now every city that I go to is a brand new business that I build all over the country. I love it. I love it. Dustin, time flies when we're having fun. People want to find out more about you, your book, your podcast, all that kind of stuff. Where can they find out more about Dustin Heiner? Absolutely. So I have my own podcast, the Master Passive Income Podcast. That's where I, it's literally just a solo show, just teaching all this as much as I can. Instagram, the Dustin Heiner. I'm not that arrogant. It's the only handle I could find, the Dustin Heiner. But also I have a free course. I would give it to anybody, literally anybody. If you text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give it to you. It'll show you and map out everything so you can get started on your own. But I'd love to help anybody out. That's my goal in life. I've been blessed to not have to work. And now I can just have fun talking to great people like you and share all this great information. There you have it, you guys. So there you go. That's a very, very good basis on what you need to look for, what you need to have in place if you want to turn your real estate investing into an actual business. So go out and take action. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.